Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris or Velosos, and you're listening to So Organised Style Podcast. It's Friday and we'll hear from Katrine from Mending Mayhem for the Sewing Save series. So Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors, the Australian Sewing Guild who has been our Monday Daily Series regular is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Welcome back to the Sewing Save series featuring Katrine of Mending Mayhem. In today's Mending podcast, Katrine has a great story in the lead up to Christmas. Let's welcome Katrine once more. Hi, Maria. Thanks for having me again. It's nice talking to you. Thank you again for bringing your mending experience to the podcast and it's lovely to see you again. It's lovely to see you too. And I'm always happy to talk about mending. I think more people need to do some mending. So it's great you let me spread the word of mending in your podcast. You're welcome. I appreciate the phrase mend don't spend now after hearing all the different ways that you can mend that you've shared with us on the podcast yeah there's many ways you can mend that you maybe don't think about that's really easy for most people to do so i think it's great that we can spread the world around thank you maria what's today's topic i think i would like to talk about crochet and mending today I feel a little bit odd about it because you actually have a sewing podcast. But you said since it's mending, I can do it anyway. Yes. So I will do it because crochet is not so difficult and you can learn it. And it's very helpful in mending. I use it a lot. It can also be used to alter and mend clothes. You can darn socks by using crochet. It's easy if you already know how to crochet. I used to use single crochet stitches around the edges to secure the hole and keep working with the single crochet stitch into the middle, decreasing a little bit so all the way until the hole is closed. That's really how easy it is to darn a sock with crochet. I can do it like in five minutes with a large hole. That's so fast. Yeah. Yeah. I learned crochet from my grandmothers when I was like five or six. So I have crochet some years. Yes. A few. You can do the same to crochet to close a hole too. If it's not a knitted item, such as socks or sweaters, you might need to create a base for your crochet. You can use running stitches or blanket stitch. I prefer to use running stitches along the edges as it don't show when you finished your mending. Okay. I have some crochet panel ideas. I use this technique to create panels in clothes. One example was when I mended a sweater that I bought and it was much too short. What I did was I cut it in two pieces and then crochet a panel and it now fit me better. You can crochet by the working back and forth. 
crocheting around each panel piece. Okay. Once you've done this, attach both pieces as you go or join them in the middle. The middle join then becomes a lovely feature. You can choose to create panels in the side as well. To do this, cut or unpick open the side seams and then create a base of running stitches. Use contrasting colors to create visibly mend features. I have altered a few sweaters this way and I also made a jacket out of a hoodie. My most fun alternation was a pair of very ugly crocs that I covered with crochet. They then turned into cool slippers with flowers. These are now lovely to look at as well. And my husband has some very ugly crocs and I threatened him, if he's not good, I'm going to do this with his too. <laughs> so he tries to behave. But if he don't, I will make something of his ugly crocs. With flowers? Yeah, maybe flowers. <laughs> And some beads, maybe. Some pink beads, I think, will do well. Lovely. You can also check out the account for Emma, Steel and Stitch. She has a lot of crochet hat inspiration. She even wrote a book about it. I like to look at Emma's account for more inspiration. Where I like to crochet is often on sweaters because I seem to have longer arms than average people. I often make sleeves longer by adding a little crochet feature to them. You can also make uh, crochet motifs and use them as patches. I like to use small crochet flowers to cover small stains or holes, like the ones I used on my favorite tops. I have made a pattern for this, and it will be available on the Mayhem blog. Those patches are really pretty that you've been doing. Yeah. You can use your leftover yarns because it's very small. So if you have small pieces of yarn... You can use them to make these flowers okay. or granny squares. I don't know if you're familiar with the granny squares, Maria. They're usually, what, the same size but maybe as big as your hand? Yeah, you can make them any size you like, actually. Often they consist of like, a motif in the middle and you can change the color so you can use your leftover yarns if you like. Or you can just make them one color. And they are excellent patches because... You can crochet together several if you need a bigger spot. Or you can also use them as panel if you would like to have a panel in something. And you can make them fit the size because you can put several together. But when you do this, you must remember to have a yarn that fits with your fabric. You know, if you have a thin fabric and a thick yarn, the yarn might be too heavy for your fabric and it will look bulky and not really good. So make sure it will fit with your fabric, that it won't be too heavy. Then it's better to have a thinner yarn than your fabric. That will work great. All right. I like to make crochet patches and I think they fit well with jeans as well. They stand out really well. I use a variegated cotton thread to crochet some grand squares to cover up some paint stains on my friend Hilma's jeans. She was very pleased with her jeans. I made three pairs for her and she was most happy with the one with the crochet granny squares on. Unfortunately, I can't get her to model for me. <laughs> she, she doesn't want to model, even though she would do a great model. We'll have to encourage her to take photos one day. Yeah, she is really pretty, so she would make a good model. Okay. As I said earlier, you can make bigger patches by joining together several pieces. 
For Hilma's jeans, I made a bigger patch out of six gram squares to cover a lot of small paint stains. I also have a jeans jacket I bought secondhand. I made a crochet panel in the sides as if it was too small for me. Mm. But I really like the jacket very much. I have planned to add some embroidery on the back of this jeans jacket, but haven't gotten around to do it yet. I have way too many projects. If you don't know how to crochet, you can often find crochet doilies in the second-hand store and use those to create beautiful visible months. I often do that if I can find something. And you can also cut out the fabric and put the crochet doily inside instead of a fabric. Yeah, because I don't do crochet, then that's probably what I would do as my first way of using crochet for mending is I'd find a doily. Yes, and you can find many lovely in the second-hand store and they cost almost nothing. Hmm. I also have a little Christmas story for you. I'm looking forward to this. A little Christmas Monday. So here is my story. I think we need some Christmas-inspiring things in December. And I have this huge tablecloth my mother-in-law started embroidery together with her husband. They never finished it, and she passed it on to me so I could finish it. This was way back when I was in my early 20s, so it's just a few years ago then. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, there was a needle that was left in the embroidery of this tablecloth. The needle had rusted and was stuck in the middle of the tablecloth, so I couldn't get it out without making a hole in the tablecloth. I can't remember exactly how this happened, but the area around the needle was also damaged. Maybe the needle was pulled through the fabric several times, and it grew bigger as I was embroidering. Why didn't I think about fixing the hole when I first saw it? Yeah. It was, of course, very annoying to me because I had spent so much time sewing on it. And I even got all the family members to embroider a tiny star each. So after all the efforts, I thought that I must fix it. I wasn't so experienced with mending back then as I am today. So I used what I had. I used an underpatched and darning with my sewing machine. Ooh, that's not very good. (laughs) You have seen the pictures, Maria. Yes, we'll have the pictures on the blog post. Yeah. I didn't have a similar thread and I used what I had, so... It was not very pretty, and I sewed way too many times over the patch, so I was sure it would hold. But it did. It has held for almost 30 years now, but it's really annoying. So lately, I have, at Christmas, I have been covering up with a crochet oily and a Christmas flower in the middle. And then every year when I take out my Christmas tablecloth and it's going to iron, I think, oh, bugger, I forgot to fix this ugly dark. But right now, I don't have the time to fix it. So I'll do it next year. And so it has been for many, many years. That's why I told you. Yes. I make this man for December podcast. But really, I must say, I did regret it a lot. This man just gave me a lot of trouble and headaches. First of all, I had to remove my old darning. And it wasn't easy, you know since I sewed so many times back and forth over it. But it turned out to be the easiest part anyway. And I had to be careful not to make the fabric fray even more around the hole. Yeah. So that worked pretty well. Then I thought I'd try to darn the holes and make them look pretty by hand darning 
or maybe cut out the damaged areas and put a crochet only in the middle. I was trying to find a thread to match the linen fabric, but after being through my entire stash, that is actually more like a craft store, I couldn't find any. I tried with the closest thread I could find. I didn't like how it turned out. It didn't match very well. Okay. And you went through all, everything that you already have in your stash too. And we don't have any craft stores here, so I couldn't find any. Mm. And I think it would have been tricky to find something that was matching, really. Yeah. Next, I tried to find a linen fabric that was somewhat similar to the one in the tablecloth. Again, no such luck either. Yes, I even tried to bleach one linen piece to see if it was a better match with the tablecloth. I kept searching through my other tablecloths to try to find something that could work out. But no, nothing really matched with this one. And I tried to find a crochet doily that I could put in this hole in the tablecloth. But either ones I had were too big or wasn't good enough for a centerpiece for this tablecloth. I looked through my local secondhand shops and even secondhand shops in the next city. No luck there either. I had given up finding something that would work the way I had thought. Deciding to crochet a piece myself, and I started a piece, I wasn't really happy with the pattern I chose. Okay. It didn't have the right shape, so I was not really happy with that one. I spent most of November trying to get something to work with the tablecloth, man. Thinking I just had to say to you, I couldn't fix it. Mm. Or I just, just had to go with a patch that didn't fit and just trying to embroider it over it to cover it, it didn't fit. I really wanted this to be as invisible as possible. But then, looking for something else in a second-hand store, I stumbled upon a tiny tablecloth with a close collar and a little embroidery that I thought would work. It actually was the best match I had found, so I think I will go with this one. So, first I made a paper piece checking where it was placed and how big the patch needed to be. There was no room for mistakes as I only had this one small tablecloth to use. Then I cut out the patch using a paper template, zigzagging around the edges and folded them in, as I didn't want the rest of the holes to fray. I used Thermofix, which is a backing with glue on both sides. Often I use this when I do applique. You iron it on. When my patch was in place, I top-stitched the patch and all my large tablecloth is finally ready for Christmas. It just took me almost 30 years to get it done properly. Oh, they, no, no, I'm not really very young, huh? I wasn't going to say anything, Katrine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it took me quite some time to get it done then. Yeah. After I was done, I got an explanation from my friend why it was so difficult to find matching fabric or thread for the tablecloth. She told me that they often used flower sacks to embroider on quite some time after the Second World War. I think that might be the case. My husband can still remember his mom embroidering on it just before Christmas. He said he think it was passed on to her from someone and she might have started it before he was born. I'm very pleased we finally managed to get this done. And it's all thanks to you, Maria, and your So Organized Style podcast. Thank you for finally fixing our tablecloth. Katrine, thank you for telling us this story, but all the work was your work. It wasn't my work, but I'm really glad that we could collaborate on this. 
Because you did all the work fixing this Christmas table cloth. Well, if I didn't say to you, I'm going to fix this for your December podcast, <laughs> it would have been the same procedures last year. Oh, I don't have a time now. Bugger. Yeah. <laughs> and then it would have been said, I'll do it next year. So it's all your effort that is actually done. I really thank you for telling us about the story of your tablecloth because that means so much to your family and it gives us a bit of history about how embroidery was done after the Second World War and the fact that they used these sacks as the basis for the tablecloths. That's very interesting. Yeah, I didn't know it either, but my friend, she knew. She's a bit older than me, so she knew. But they had many creative solutions back then. We need to learn from them. Yeah, we do. I agree. How do you feel now that you've done the tablecloth? Oh, I'm very happy about it. I know I'm looking forward to putting it on the table at Christmas and serving Christmas dinner on the 24th. Yes. Did you know Norway celebrates the 24th December's most important day? Not really. I know that in Europe, Christmas Eve is more important than Christmas Day. Yeah. And also, we open all the gifts on Christmas Eve. Oh. In the evening, and so the kids are always nagging. Oh, are we opening presents soon? Are we opening presents soon? I have to wait the entire day. Christmas Eve dinner is the big celebration that you have. Yes. And then the 25 and 26 is like family days. You, you don't go anywhere if you're not invited to any Christmas party. So. Okay. And we have a Santa that comes knocking on the door. It's not coming through the chimney either. It's a very old tradition from back when people worshipped the forefathers. When the Christianity came to Norway, it was forbidden. So he moved into the barn with his like, forefathers. And he's coming knocking on your door and asking if there is any good children. Oh. So it's not like Santa Claus, actually, but he turned into Santa Claus like a mix. And you need to feed him porridge with a large piece of butter on and sugar and cinnamon. And you can you put it in the bar. Then he will protect your farm. So porridge with butter, cinnamon, yeah. sugar in the barn for Father Christmas. Yeah, but we call him Nisa. Nisa. Yeah. It's like little gnome. That's a really lovely tradition. Thank you, Katrine. Yeah. yeah. Are there any other Christmas traditions that you celebrate in Norway? Oh, we have uh, quite a few traditions, but we had something like that is almost vanishing, but it was like trick and treat on Halloween, but it's called Yulebok. And uh, you go around to the neighbors caroling and you get uh, cookies and you dress up. So, but uh, I didn't do this as uh, a kid, but uh, I know someone who did. So, but it's a vanishing. It's more people will do more trick and treat. Oh, okay. Thanks, Katrine. That sounds so much nicer than what we do here in Sydney, which is just have a barbecue or a dinner. Yeah, we also relax after Christmas. And most people have days off between Christmas and New Year because the schools are closed. And um, so um, they like to have a vacation so they can see some daylight. You know, it's very dark here in winter. How many daylight hours do you have at the moment? The sunrise is uh, 9.30 and it goes down around 3 o'clock. And it will be even less than around Christmas. Mm. But we don't have the sun 
in my place here because the mountain is too high. So it runs in October and comes back at the 8th of March. But we have the daylight then. And we also have the colors of sunrise and sunset. If it's pretty, we can see the colors, but we can't see any sun. The photos that you put up on Instagram around your landscape are beautiful. Yeah, we're well, very lucky to live in such a place. I lived a few years in Oslo with my husband, and I don't want to live there. It's way too noisy, and here it's lovely. You can just go outside the door and be in nature. So we are very lucky. Yeah. Thank you for sharing the story around what you do at Christmas and where you live. It sounds like a lovely place to be. Yeah, it is. Katrine, thank you for sharing your knowledge about mending and crocheting. Okay, this is a sewing podcast, but today is all about mending. So thank you for doing that. And I absolutely love the Christmas tablecloth story that you also shared with us because that's a lot of history and it was a lot of work on your part. So thank you again. Thank you so much for uh, letting me do this. I'm always happy to share what I know. I think more people need to know how to mend their clothes. So it's important to spread the word. So thank you so much for having me and for making me finally manage to finish the tablecloth <laughs> after all these years. <laughs> I think my mother-in-law would be so pleased with it being all fixed now. Yeah, she would be so happy and so proud of you. Yeah, I think so. I want to wish all your listeners there a happy holiday and enjoy your Christmas and keep up the mending work. You're all very clever in mending. So just keep it up even if it's a holiday. Bye-bye. Bye and have a lovely day, listeners. Listeners, I know you would join me in thanking Katrine for bringing her mending knowledge and experience to the Sewing Save series since we met in July. Thank you again, Katrine, for talking about your approach to mending in our everyday lives. Mend, don't spend. This episode of Sew Organised Style Podcast was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Katrine of Mending Mayhem sound by bensound.com you can subscribe to so organized style podcasts but with an s not a z on apple spotify amazon music google and from all good podcast distributors post any questions or podcast suggestions you have on our podcast instagram account or on our facebook page we look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time stay safe everyone <laughs>